Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, I tell you what, we have a show tonight, and I say it all the time, but we have a powerful show tonight. We have uh, two beautiful ladies on with powerful, powerful testimonies. And, Brian, they've been under attack pretty much all of their life. But mm-hmm. they're still here. They're still pushing. They're still moving forward. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Isn't it sad how a child is attacked when they're a child? They're, they're, they're innocent. And, you know, man, I know you've had friends that you grew up with. They just dealt with all kind of adult issues and crazy things. Do you think that that? The attack was to kill the seed that was planted in them? Oh, absolutely. I I think it was also there to kill the voice that was in them. Hmm. You know, know, even as a youth, I came under attack because I was such an adamant voice of Mm -hmm. contention with a lot of issues that I saw that I didn't believe was right. Mm -hmm. You know, I can can recall when I was young going through people, you know, and – with racism, you know, and I, I told them I didn't think it was right that, you know, I'd be called a certain name or you call that person a certain name because God made everybody the same. You know, that was my that was always my little way of saying it. God made everybody the same. He just made us different colors just like ice cream, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, but again, you know, we go through different issues and, the one thing that we have to remember to keep doing, and that's the theme of our show tonight, and that's to keep pushing. You know, when you get knocked down, don't stay down. Get up. Mm. You know, when you when you get pushed to the side, that doesn't stop you from moving. Just keep on moving. You might get pushed to the side, but if you can keep going forward, you keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And, Brian, you know that both of our guests a long time ago, they were left for dead. Long, long yeah. time ago. Long time ago. But they're still here. They're still helping people. They're still out there doing what they're supposed to do. And when you do that, I think a lot of people don't realize that that's when the attacks will come. That's when the people that you thought were your best friend, that's when you, you know, the time that you thought people in your family uh, were behind you 100%. When you start doing what you're supposed to do, you're going to have people bring obstacles in your life just for that reason. Now, when you're out there doing bad and doing everything, they're they're okay with you. It's okay. But it's when you start doing what's right, that's what they have a problem with. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like when you're out there and everybody, if you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing and it's out of line, they're cool with that. That's right. But you become that voice of reason, and you'll find out real quick who your friends are. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but Greg, I know you and I, we can sit here and talk all night about that particular subject, but I want to bring our guests on because we have two wonderful ladies on with yes, us tonight, and yes. I want to introduce them and have them become a part of the discussion. Okay, go ahead. First off, I'll introduce Miss Ayana, El- Ayana Elon. I want to make sure I say that right. Cause <laughs> She'll get you if you don't I want to say Elyon for some reason, but it's Elon. Elon, and yes. She was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, and raised in Monroe, Louisiana. She's the oldest of four children, and she faced many challenges and obstacles when she grew up. But the one thing I can see that she did in '03 was she restarted receiving visions for her ministry. And, you know, I'm, I, as I read through her story, I just see some things that I want her to point out. So I'm not going to tell you everything about her. But I'm going to just tell you that she is a child of God, and she has a ministry, and she's doing things. And she's going to tell you a little bit more about that. And we also have on with us best-selling author Olivia D. Stith. And many of our guests know who she is. She's been on many, many times before, and we're just glad to have her back. And so we would like to welcome you both to the Abundant Solutions Hour again. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hello. How's everybody doing? It's good to be home. <laughs> All is well. 
Brad, I'm going to start out. I'm going to ask uh, Iyana, Iyana a question. Iyana, you okay. know, we were talking before the show. And yeah. We talked about, I'm big on dreams. That's, that's my thing. I'm big on uh, people being who they were created to be. And uh, on the second part of that, after you finish, Livy can answer the Brian, if you have a question for her, you can, you can ask her. But when, Ayanna, when you started moving in the direction that you were created to be in, and you'd be the person that you were created to be, did you face opposition and obstacles by others? I did. Um, most of it came from the people I knew closely. Mm. Um yeah. <laughs> so Some bad, people but... couldn't understand it. Right. Some people still don't understand it because they were they kept looking at me and my in the life I was in my sin life. They couldn't see me doing right. Mm. Do you think Do you think the reason they couldn't see you doing that is because they wanted you to continue doing what they were doing so you guys can have something to talk about? Of course, even my eggs. <laughs> Once I, I ministry, the word if the word came up, oh my goodness, people they people were comfortable with me being in my bondage. They liked that because the, even the women I was going to the club with, you know, they they liked that because they had something to do. They you know we were doing it together. But the moment I, I started talking about I want to do ministry, people started backing up away from me. <laughs> they didn't want nothing to do with me. You know, and and it's funny because that's what happens. That's what happens. Libby, what about you? What what were some of the things you went through? When I started walking in the vision, when I had the dream to do what God told me to do. When you had the dream to do what God told you to do, what what happened? Uh, well, you do lose a lot of friends, and you realize the um, word friend is used loosely. Uh, people pull away from you when they see you being drawn to what God has called you to do because that's going to expose the wrong doing they're doing. Ooh. And it's not that you're out there to condemn but you're actually changing your ways. And, you know, people don't like anything new when it has to do with Christ if they're not in Christ uh, because you are actually a new creature. You're changing, your ways changing, and um, they don't understand. They don't understand how come you can't do both ways, how come you can't still go to church and, and, and still hang with them. But I told them going to church is not the same as living godly. Because I was making a life change, and in the beginning, I was becoming everything that people wanted me to be, but I wasn't who God wanted me to be. That's why nothing was coming together when I thought, even when I got into church, when I started doing things that I felt people were telling me, this is what you should be doing, this is what you should be doing, but God had not spoken, and so I had to sit and get away from people. And, you know, people think you're funny when you actually get away. Sometimes you have to get away and hear God's voice. And I'm going to tell you, it up until recently, about two years ago, when I took control of my life, that's when I started seeing who God wanted me to be. And I'm going to be honest, I really may have one friend that I can say that's my ace boom coup that I can talk about anything. I know a lot of people, I have a lot of close friends, but uh, when you come with Christ, it's just like when uh, Christ went and disciples, when they were hung with them the whole time. But when it came time for Judas to betray him, everybody went their way. And that's what happened. I believe we all have to go through some type of spirits of the scattering of the friendships. For God to show us that you got to depend on me as your friend right now to show you who you are. And that's yeah. what he did for me. Yeah, you know, even myself, I remember when I first began to make my progression away from the lifestyle that I used to live into the lifestyle that I am in now, you know, I lost a lot of my friends. You know, I used to be big-time drinker. I wasn't an alcoholic because, you know, they go to meetings. I was so like, <laughs> I like I my drink on, you know. <laughs> 
And so that that became my lifestyle. Every time you turn around, it was like, okay, I had to get a drink. I bought the, um, you know, the all, I was always the guy who would buy all the drinks, and then I'd drink half of them, everybody get the rest. Wow. <laughs> and so when I stopped drinking, I noticed immediately that people that used to hang around me stopped hanging around me. You know, right. and I was like, wow, we're, you know, is it because I stopped buying drinks or is it because they weren't really my friends? It was, in what I found, it was because my lifestyle was becoming incompatible with their lifestyle. And That's so, right. you know, it wasn't more than just the drinking. It was just that I didn't see the same things that, you know, we could look at the same thing and see completely different pictures. That's right. And so I want to ask Ayana, did you see that type of, Thing happening in your life when your life began its transformation out of the carnal lifestyle that you lived into the godly lifestyle that you now live in? Yeah, I heard a lot of things from people. People told me I was acting funny, thought I was all that, looking at her, she thinks she's holy. I heard a lot more. <laughs> but people didn't know God was still dealing with me at that time. Even when I started going to church, he was still dealing with me. You know, I, I still was in some of my sin <laughs> at the time. You know, so I, people saw the change, but they were thinking that I was, I was totally finished with. I, I'm not. I'm still not the finished product. Right, right. That's right. And see, <clears throat> and bringing that up, this is what I tell people: it's always a growing process with God. To me, we never arise, and I know a lot of people may debate me on that. It's always something new. Right. You may have reached a certain goal and point, and then it's something else. Um, at one point, my ministry was writing. I mean, I'm writing books, but God has now shown me, okay, the books is not just your ministry. That's just not your work. You have greater things to do. I mean, it's it's a big picture. And I realized in myself, sometimes God cannot even show us everything that he has for us because we will overexert ourselves. And I did that for the past couple of months. I have been, I have been fighting, but I'm delivered, um, basically prescription pill addiction. Nobody knew that. And that's what I'm, I'm relating to Ayana. People don't realize that even though you push it towards your goal and your purpose, you're still going to have battles that you have to go through. And, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's constant things that you have to go through. And um, it sometimes we become our own enemy. And I realized Olivia became her own enemy where Olivia was trying to do things too fast and outrun God. And that can't happen. And so, you, you, you know, God said, okay, slow your roll, slow your roll. And that's what he has been doing with me. And when God slow your roll, he slow your roll. Everything free. Oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, Livy, Livy, let me, Livy, let me ask you this. this now, uh, I, I spoke with Ayana before the show today. and we, we spoke, you know, we were talking about suffering. Let me ask you this. You've gone through some dark times in your life. Mm-hmm. All of us have gone through dark times, but some of the things that we've gone through have been a lot darker than others. Mm-hmm. And, and I look, I was reading over Yana's bio and the things that she uh, had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask you this question, you being the senior. When, now, watch it, senior. Yeah, I, 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 see, I, I'm he said so old. Well, yeah, she is a few years younger. Okay. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm, I'm careful. I'm not crazy now. Careful. careful. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm glad, I'm glad Greg asked that question. <laughs> you, you know he's going to pay for that comment, right? Okay. Wow. Well, well okay. Well, this is the, the, the suffering part of it. Uh-huh. The, the suffering that you went through and the suffering that Ayana went through, do you think that suffering uh, was chosen and put in your life so that you can help others like tonight that's listening, people that's gone through uh, something similar can understand that uh, I was chosen for certain things and now I'm going to speak out on them things, but I, I can't keep it to myself any longer. So my question is, do you think that the suffering that you had to put up with? Do you yeah. think you were chosen for that? I believe I was. 
<clears throat> because I believe that God has put, I believe when it says he doesn't put more on us than we can bear. I believe that even goes into times that we don't know and trust him. You know, when I was 13 years old and I was raped, I didn't understand, of course, this God's plan for my life. It was something that the enemy brought in my life, but God used it for good. Uh, when I went through my abusive relationships, when I just went through this uh, prescription pill addiction, when I went through even with the battle with my weight, I, I, you know, those are things that didn't feel good. But I realized that God had me to go through it because he knew that if I'd stand, that I was going to be able to make it through and tell somebody else. I'm not going to lie and say it was easy. I'm not going to lie and say I didn't get mad. I'm not going to lie and say I sat in bed and felt sorry. Didn't feel, I sat in bed days and felt sorry for myself. I didn't want to do nothing for God. And I know a lot of religious people, and I say religious, don't want to admit that. But you get to the point sometimes you don't want God talking to you because you don't feel he being fair. Oh, girl. You know, but the religious people don't want to say that because they so holy in the holiness all the time. But it was times that I wish God would have just left me alone because he won't be a sad to me after all I had been through. That's the way I was thinking. But God is merciful, and he's long-suffering. And he knew that, okay, she's going through this, but I know, like David, she's going to come back. And I did. And I realized that I went through that because I can keep it real with people. I know how it is when a man treats you nice, but he got a wife at home. And you got to keep it holy and know good well that you can't cross the lines. His wife not treating him right. You don't got a man, but you still want him, but you know it's adultery. I know how it is when you're single and you want to get some, but religious people don't talk about that stuff. And I know that, <laughs> you know, that's why I like this sister, because God is putting us together to come against this stuff. We went through this stuff, and I'm not going to lie and say I won't end the church, but we're sleeping around too. But religious oh. people don't want to talk about that. And I can tell you, a lot of people I was messing with was ministers, but they don't want to talk about that stuff. Girl. So, yeah, I went through that stuff, and it was dirty. It was ugly. God whipped me. The devil whipped me. But I came through to tell people I came through because God brought me through. And that's what I like about this young lady on the phone. She does the same thing. We both have that spirit in your face, devil. Yeah, I was there, but look at me now. You're not going to hold me in bondage because of what I did. You know, so I, you know, I went through it for a reason, to bring others to Christ, to let them know, I don't care if you've been abused. I don't care if you've been raped. I don't care if you've been talked about. I don't care if people treated your brother and sister better than you. I don't care if your daddy molested you. You can still come through and say, because of God. He was my father. He was my doctor. They had me taking 10 different pills, antidepressants, pain pills, back pills. I would go to bed with my heart beating so fast, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to overdose on pills. They called me three weeks ago and said, you bleeding inside and we don't know where. God said, you better stop your stuff. I quit cold turkey. I said, I don't care if I got to get like Pookie on New Jack City and shake myself to death. <laughs> I'm getting off of this because God had put everything on hold till I got it together. And until I release myself and realize that I'm going through this to help somebody else, when I did that, God brought me through. And I'm on a mission to crush the enemy at everything they do. I don't got a lot of friends thinking about me. I got people talking about me. I have got some of the worst messages from ministers on my space because my book hadn't came out. I was so upset. It took me two days to calm my nerves. But I said, man, do not dictate my destiny. God do. I don't care if nobody like me. I don't care who don't buy my books. I'm already a bestseller in the heavenly places. Now, I'm not going to preach because I'm going to have to take a love offering after this. <laughs> <laughs> and Ayanna, we have a caller 
from the 817 area code, and we want to go to that caller right now. We know who that is. Caller, are you there? Caller from the 817 area code, are you there? Oh, they, they right. muted. But, Brian, I, I think you had a question for Ayana. Yes, you know, my que- well, actually, I almost forgot my question. Let me go back to it. Did okay, I Ayana, you went through, you know, I don't know exactly your whole story, but I know you went through some things as well, you know, and I wanted you to talk a little bit. I know uh, a lot of your um, bio talks about some things you had gone through, but we want to hear it from you. Tell us about what you went through and how you were able to keep pushing along. I mean, I, I can be on the, I can be on this show all night long. <laughs> all night long. But the the one thing people um, have been commenting most on, as far as my life, is my abortion. I receive all kind of messages from people telling me I shouldn't be putting my business out there like that. But that abortion that I had. And me being able to give my testimony on that has freed me. That mm. that freed me. Mm. Keep going. They really want to know you be. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, we want you to be comfortable with whatever you want. <laughs> no, honey, with me, you gotta you gotta be so free. <laughs> you know, because this show is really. I mean. You know, all jokes aside, this show is about helping people be more, do more, have more. We want uh-huh. listeners to get the tools from our guests and from us so that they can do better, you know. If we're doing great, we want them to do one step better than great. That's and so right. talking about issues like abortion and talking about issues like being raped or, you know, being abused, these are the things that people need to talk about because there are so many people that are going out there you know, and they're not, they're, they're living this lie. You know, they're walking mm-hmm. around like nothing ever happened to them. And then when they see somebody else that's going through that, they don't say a word. And exactly. they act like, oh, nothing ever happened to me. I was going to be that that person. I was determined to keep my abortion a secret, yes. <laughs> I didn't want nobody to know. I was I was very ashamed of what I had done. And that experience, um, that experience changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I met, I've met so many women and girls who, who tell me they don't know how I go about telling my business like that. But I, I, I've helped save their babies, the baby that they were carrying, just by telling my testimony. I've helped them. I've given them something that they can share with their friends to help their friends when they're put in that situation. So my testimony is my seed that I'm sowing in other people's lives, and it's going to continue to own. Right. Wow. Brian, let's go back to to the caller, if you can, please. Hello, Brian? Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, let's go back to the caller. Okay, all right. Let's see if that caller is there. She's there. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Well... (laughs) We know that boy. Yes, wow. yes, I'm in. Look, y'all said eight one seven. I keep forgetting. I, I'm in, in Texas now. I'm thinking. I'm like, who eight one seven? I wish they would go ahead and stop playing and say something. Oh, and it was me. Eight one seven. I'm like, okay, don't that be seven seven zero? Yeah, but that's, that's, that's the cell phone. Well, April, April. This is this is Greg. I wanted to ask you a question. You've been listening to the show. By, by the way, our, our caller we have. Uh, the best-selling author, April Mason, on the call with us, along with Ayana Elon and Olivia D. Stiss. All of them are beautiful, beautiful women, and they're powerful, and they all have a beautiful and strong testimony, something that they've gone through that they feel that they need to talk with other people about. And, April, my question to you is, did you ever feel that people didn't want you to talk about some things that you went through in your life? The, the the ugly and dark side of your life. Oh, oh, Greg, sweetie, I'm the wrong one. I asked that one. <laughs> um, I'll tell you no lie. Uh, the book will be in stores next month, and when I first let 
uh, my mother actually read the, just the introduction. She looked at me like she could cut me with a knife. She, her question was, why are you saying this? What Ooh. are you doing? What, where did all this come from? You just came out, you came from the left because nobody knew about the book. My family really, I didn't feel like I owe anybody anything. So I don't have to tell you anything. And folks that know me no, I just I'm cutting straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. I don't have know. to. <laughs> so they were felt like, how could you divulge this kind of stuff and you didn't tell anyone? Well, our family tend to have a lot of secrets. So all you guys are gonna do is continue to tell me to keep it a secret. So since I already know what you're gonna tell me, why even have to consult with you? This is a God move. This has nothing to do with any of you. So I lost a lot of um. Well, I have, actually, you know what the funny part is when I came out with it and I talked to one of my cousins, which I actually wrote about in my book, she came out and told me her story, and her story was worse than mine. So mm. it was just amazing how it just takes one to be able to open up and start talking about it. Did I lose a lot of friends? And I was listening to you guys earlier talk about how you lost friends. I kick it with myself. <laughs> a lot of people, yeah. they see me a lot of different places yeah. and on a lot of different things, and, oh, you just – this and that and the other, but you'll never see me with an entourage. You'll never see me with a whole bunch of people. Uh, a lot of times for the holidays and things, I spend them by myself. I don't – people have to understand that when you start losing folks, that means they can't go with you. And, and I got a little upset. I'm like, well, God, I'm by myself. You know, well, I had to go to the mall, hang out with myself. So now it's just me and God. So when I go to the mall and I'm like, oh, this dress is cute, God, what you think about this? You think I can rock that? That's how, that's what my plan is. Period. I'm, I'm, people think I'm crazy. I'm like, Jesus, you know what? That is a bad jacket. Well, you think that looks cute on me? Yeah, I think it looks cute too. Can I get it? It's one of those types because yeah, I didn't have real talk. That's right. Yeah. I didn't have a friend. So, I mean, I have people, I have a lot of acquaintances. I have a lot of people that I know, but there's only one, maybe two people um, that I can, like, like live, live, know me. <laughs> she <knows. laughs> I can say stuff. There's stuff live know that don't nobody know. That I can say, girl, look, <laughs> you know, look, and you know, you but but being in the position that God has placed us in, people always tend to think that you got it together all the time. That you always, you know, exactly. you always got your makeup right, your faces, right, everything's always together. They don't know the other side. And what exactly. they don't, what people need to understand is a lot of things that we talk about. Um, for the most part, I can honestly say that I am a whole person now. But as I was going through the transition, I was still getting up speaking in front of people. I was still getting up, you know, praising God in the whole nine. But what people had to understand is it was therapy for me, too. That was my way of getting what I needed to get to where I needed to be. So I always tell people, stop holding folks on pedestals because we have right. issues as well, too. I've done some crazy stuff that That's true. preaching, I done done some crazy stuff. Yeah, okay, <laughs> exactly. People People don't want to talk about. I always say the church and religious people don't want to talk about that. You got so many church people, church people that's doing stuff that uh, will make sinners shake their head. And um, you I, and I believe that God has put this group of women us together because it's a common factor with us. We don't care what people think. Absolutely not. We Amen. We do not Amen. care what people think. And people get mad. When I preach, I say, I'm not coming here to make friends. You don't have to invite me back. But while I'm here, I'm going to say what thus says the Lord. Because I'm not here to make friends. Jesus did not come to make friends. He came to save souls. That's my purpose. I'm coming to give you the gospel, and it's up to you to choose if you want to do it or not. Well, you I'm know, not going to sit all day. Lay your hands, pray it on you, and you, you, you know, you, you ain't try. I don't even talk to people now, Greg. You know, people will drain you too. You got some people you can talk all day to you, blue in the face. You can encourage them, and all they want to do is hear you talk. They not, they don't, they not try to see God for themselves. That they, they don't want to learn how to pray. They want you to do it all, and that's another reason why you lose friends because people want to call you ten times a day with the same problems. Don't give them your cell phone number because they start texting and carrying on all through the night. I'm like, look, hold on, player. You can't just it, – it's called a curfew. It's called respect. You can't just expect <laughs> I mean, that's what they do, though. I mean, I'm serious. For what I do in my ministry, I deal with a lot of hurting women and especially a lot of um, – uh, college age students, and this past weekend I was at this college, Christian College, and, and 
in Texas, and one the, after I spoke, the one young girl came up. She said, "I got to just give you a hug because you keep it real. You didn't sugarcoat it for us at all." I'm like, "Sweetheart, I I don't know how to. When you mm-hmm. it, it takes too much work for me to try to sugarcoat anything. It's, mm-hmm. And you know, I had to fire a publicist because mm-hmm. she said, "Well, April, you know, you have this book coming out, and we got you on this and this and this and that and the other. However, um, you can't say certain things. You told me I can't say, and I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, what you? I said, well, hold on, what you mean?'" And she says, well, normally they say their faith. I said, well, I can't just say my faith. When people ask me, well, how did you do this, I have to say, well, God, I can't say that. So I, needless to say, I had to fire her because I could not. I don't need anybody around me that's trying to tell me to be a certain way. It's not mm-hmm. going um, to work. I'm like, how can I say my faith? Well, why can I say faith but I can't say Jesus Christ? I don't get it. So you have to watch you know, who you have around you because they're not just looking at your best interest. They're looking at, okay, well, if she say this, we aren't going to get her book. That means I ain't getting no check. So I had to really, God had to really show me, okay, well, no, you can't go this way because I start feeling like like when I was married. I ain't, y'all know about my marriage. When I was married, I couldn't say a lot of stuff because I was trying to keep the peace. So I started stepping outside who I was just to keep peace. So mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel like that with my own publicist because you don't want me to say Jesus or you don't want me to say that homosexuality is a spirit and a perverted spirit that hey. is cast out. You don't want me to say that, but mm-hmm. I have to. I, there's no way that um, I, 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 can't, I, I can't do it. And, you know, she told me, I said, you know what, I, God told me to write this last part of the book. Y'all, y'all know the book was finished for a minute until God made me really, really write this last piece of the book, which I did last weekend, called Molestation, Homosexuality, and the church and how the church has failed us because they're not casting out unclean spirits, oh, girl, but they are allowing on. people to operate, <laughs> operate in our churches with these unclean spirits. The number one cause for um, uh, homosexuality is molestation, but mm-hmm. they're not casting out that spirit because molestation and homosexuality is going on in the pulpit. So exactly. they didn't want to, I said, y'all, if y'all don't want to deal with me, y'all, I might as well go ahead and fire y'all right now. Exactly. And see, that's why right now, and, and I, I, you know, you know, April, we talk about it, we basically say, shoot, we got to write everything on our own. Absolutely. <laughs> because I cannot count how many people I have went through, and if you cannot walk with the vision that God has given me, you can't walk with me, because it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about Christ. And yes. when I step out those boundaries or you try to put me into this box, I'm not trying to live in a box. I'm trying to obtain all that God has for me by doing it his way. Right. You, know, you know what? You think you know, I'm going to pay your car note, and God might say, I got ten cars over here for you, but you uh, sugarcoat stuff, so you stay with your little you go. I don't know if they still made them, but y'all get my point what I'm saying. I'm not trying to stay in the box. I'm trying to get out the box. I'm trying to go worldwide. I'm going international. I'm, I'm going to be me. And this is how God said, be who you are to show people that through you, through you, I'm working through you to get these people out of these bondages that religion, secrecy, all this behind-the-scenes stuff is having people so hurt and dead in the church. Well, Libby, let me say this. Let me say this. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to, this is not my question, but I have a question for you guys. But I'm going to say this just from listening to you guys talking. I was telling Brian, um, I've been, we've been chatting back and forth, and I was telling Brian, I said, you know, it would be a beautiful thing if these three beautiful sisters were on stage and we just gave them 20 minutes apiece to do their thing. Uh, but but I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I know you guys will travel. I know you guys take speaking engagements. I know you do all those things. But I'll just say queens of ministry, and, I, and I'll move on to my. Hey, y'all know me. All I say is make it happen, Captain. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Look, that's what I told Greg today. I say uh, I know y'all. I want to know what that 2009 date is going to be, so I can put it on my Absolutely. <laughs> It's gonna be, April, this, April, April. It'll be sometime after January twentieth. Yeah. Oh, all right there. Got to yeah. put the, got to have the paid political announcement, even though we ain't got paid yet. But yeah, and but probably me, ain't gonna get paid. But okay, yeah. April touched on homosexual experience. I believe y'all need to be strong. Mhm. I believe y'all do. Go, go ahead, Ayana. I said I believe 
y'all need to do a show on homosexuality. April touched on she touched on it a bit, you know, but that's something that really needs to be put out there. And that, out and there. Yeah, well, you know what? Nobody wants to talk about it because, you know, a lot of people are dabbling it. You know what? You, I'm going to tell you. You know what got me to – God showed me the revelation in this. If you have not watched the movie Cover, if, if, if any of you ladies have not watched that movie, it came out earlier yes. this year, yes, watch the movie. As I was watching it, that's what prompted me to write the ending of the book, the, the, this last chapter. It was, the book was with the publisher getting ready to go to print. I'm like, hold on. I got to give you this last little piece. And what made me write that and get the revelation in that was, I'm not going to tell all the movie. Y'all got to go watch it. Yeah, the lady, the, the wife, the husband pretty much is DL. The wife asked the husband at the end, if I would have been a better Christian, a better wife, and a better uh, friend, could you have stopped pretty much sleeping with men? He said he didn't know. At that moment, the Holy Spirit said, no, he couldn't stop because it's the unclean spirit that needs to be cast out of him. No matter how much therapy, no matter how many times, many years you locked up, no matter how much time you go see a shrink, if that demon is not cast out, you're going to continue to molest children. You're going to continue to be a homosexual, period. There's no questions about it. You can't just say, you know what, I'm just going to leave it alone. It's, unless you really come before God, and, and, and really put yourself out there, it ain't going to happen. So you might as well stop going to the shrink and going to the therapy. You will notice that people that molest children, they can go to jail for 10 and 20 and 30 years, but they'll come out and do it again because it's the mm-hmm. spirit. Yes. And <laughs> Did I read my blog on homosexuality? I got one. <laughs> put it out there. April, put it out there. April, uh-huh. that, my question, that's kind of my question was a little bit about that. You know, we 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 go to the churches and we see things in the churches and we just and I'm not and I don't want to bash the churches, but no, you it, know what? It's, it's, I don't even say that. Don't you have to call it is what? It, don't say you're right. not trying. It's, to a, it's, it's the religious and the, and the ones that are church. See, the godly people are the ones that's doing the godly thing. Church people, religious people are the ones that Jesus was going against when he was here. Church people make their own doctrines, categorize. Of their own sins, what's important, and have the sins that they trying to cast people out of the church with, they doing it themselves. Like April saying, it is so much homosexuality in the church, it's unbelievable. Women and women, men and men, it's perversion. I had a bishop, he wanted to swing, and I'm like, swing. They want to switch wives. It's a lot of stuff. I thought you were talking about he wanted to push you at the park. You mean... Like push you on a swing at the park? Girl. It, it, no, it means swing from your wife. I know. <laughs> well, oh, this, I hope it's just a family hour. <laughs> now, what, what were you saying? What were you saying, Brian? This, this is Greg. Greg. I was saying this, this is this is the question. At some point, we are going to have to confront the church with exactly. the, how do we do it? You just do it. There's no right way or wrong way when God opens up a door. Uh, I, this is something I really didn't want to deal with because, you know, folk, folk come at you left and right with all this stuff. However, um, after, I, I not only spiritually know the deal, I also done my research with the American Psychological Association, and it says the number one reason why most people become homosexuals is for, is for a reason. I added the fifth one, and the first one is molestation. The second one is being rejected by a parent of the same sex. The third one was uh, filling out a place. You notice a lot of girls, they become tomboys. So once they're hang, hanging out with the boys, they start taking on the characteristics of the boys. Now they're liking girls. Then, of course, the women that have been abused by men, um, they don't want men anymore. My fifth one, now some, some have an issue with this one, but this is more of a spiritual reason. If you notice that I be, my belief is that this, you're not born gay. You're not born homosexual. I do believe that spirits can be assigned to you from birth. I and believe that, that generational curses, if you watch, if you always had poverty in your family or you always had an issue with divorces up in your family, a spirit was assigned to you. You weren't born, oh, I'm just born because I'm going to be get, I'm going to get divorced all the time. No, a spirit was assigned to you. We don't know what legal entryway happened in your line, in your generation, to where it was passed down. Like my son, my son, my youngest son, he doesn't really look like myself or his dad, but he looks like my mother's first 
sec- my mother's second cousin looked just like him. So he skipped all of that, and he looked like what the, who they call Willie Lee. He looked like somebody from down in the country. So do I believe spirits can be transferred down or, or assigned and passed out? Absolutely. Yeah. That's my okay. belief. They okay, Ayana, Ayana, what's your belief? What What do you think? I'm going with April. I can't I can't do nothing but go with April because my blog was about it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Cause I, I I thought I mean when I was younger because I was so much into what I was doing with other women, I I had the mindset that I was born like this and whatever man I marry is gonna have to deal with me and my girlfriend because I thought I was born like that, you know. And I was like, if he can't deal with that, I guess I ain't getting married. And that was but, that. But you know what I noticed? Um, people that have that that mindset and just believe, I mean, you've gotten delivered. But if you notice, I notice people that say, well, I'm comfortable with it and it is what it is. And the Bible says in Romans that God left them over to a reprobate mind. He allowed them to do what they want to do. He removed his hand. So there's not going to be any conviction behind what you're doing if God has removed his hand from you. I'm not and, even trying to preach. I'm not. And, okay. And, and and people, like you said, April, if God does not heal that spirit, I mean, if it's not dealt with, I don't care how many doctors, all spirits do is lay dormant. If you, if, I mean, people say, oh, I'm healed. They lay dormant, but they are still there. It's going to be manifested, like you say, in somebody's daughter, in your grandchild. It's there. It's not going anywhere. And people need to come to the fact that, we need to have, like you said, Greg, we need to start programs, conferences that deal with it because churches are not going to invite people in when the enemy has a spiritual stronghold over a lot of these churches. He is not going to open the minds for these people to invite us in. So we have to go to the hedges and the highways as Jesus said, and compel men to come because people are going to be drawn to the light. People are tired of being in these situations, but they don't have nobody to confide in because everybody wants to act like they've never been through nothing. Nobody can go to someone and say, I'm struggling with homosexuality. They're going to shrug their nose. If, you, if you're a woman, you go to a woman, the sister's going to be moving their legs like you're looking at them. You know what I'm saying? But people got to want it, though, Liz, though. That's, that's the one thing that I learned. People have to want to be delivered. It, it's oh, a choice. That's and a lot of people, they, they caught up in it, and they don't even understand that it's a choice. You, 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 I have an issue with people, even people that fornicate. I have an issue with those that are on television that are not married, but yet they still continue to talk about God and all this other stuff. But then on their talk shows, they talk about sex. And first of all, you're not supposed to be having sex, so how can you talk about sexual positions and doing all this stuff, and you don't have a husband or you don't have a wife, but yet you say you're Christians. It's either one way or the other. Yeah. There's no in the middle, so you have to make the choice. That's Period. right. Stop That's telling me what I'm supposed to be doing, and you, you don't have a husband. You, you're not qualified as far as you've never even been married. So how can you sit here and tell me that <laughs> and you, you're not, but yet you're telling me God is good. Is he really? Why won't you marry this man? Why, 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 why aren't you married? That's right. And you I can't think, tell me. Don't, please don't you know tell what? me. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think, so, I'm I sorry. Brad, You're going to get some hate now. You're going to get some hate. Yeah, I have a question. You will. You will. I'm, I'm, think I'm almost afraid to ask this question, Greg. <laughs> oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I'm compelled to ask this question. My question is for whoever wants to answer it, <laughs> and it is. If you saw the person, your Adam, and Greg knows where I'm going with this, how would you know that this was your Adam? How would we know if it was God? Would let me know. I, I, it, it for me, it's one of those things we have since, since me and my daddy have such an awesome relationship. I would, I would know. It would, it would be something on the inside that would say April, that's him. However, April wouldn't go and confront the man. April will demand. I just I believe that God will let the man know first. I just that's what is with me. That's what I believe. Uh, I believe. Answer. I believe that the God will let the man know first, and then once you start, you know, communicating and things, God knows exactly what you want, what you want. I wrote a blog uh, today for my my ladies in my newsletter. It's called. Uh, it was and called, I read it. All my single ladies. It's a, <laughs> you know, you know that Beyonce song. I had to tell my girls over the weekend. <laughs> 
don't if he if he if he like it then he got to put a ring on it. So I titled it All My Single Ladies, and it was to <laughs> my single women about you know Boaz and waiting on him and all this other stuff. But I believe that God will let the man know, and mm-hmm. and I honestly believe. Because I've seen too many women say, God said that was my husband, and they went out and bought wedding dresses and all this stuff, and then the man wouldn't marry somebody else. So mm-hmm. I, I have an issue with that. Because God did say, that's that mind saying it. Right. That's that mind saying, I've been single too long, that's him. But you know what? <laughs> women tend to do that, though. They'll see a guy, he'll say he'll speak and say, hello, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. All of a sudden, now she's meditating on this thing. Now she's meditating to the point, it's like, okay, God said that's my husband. God ain't told you that. The man just said, hello, I believe that God will let the man know, because the Bible said, he who findeth a wife and find, uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, he'll know if you his favor. You you make the choice whether you're going to decide that he that that's who you're supposed to be with. Because ultimately, honestly, women we make the choice whether we're going to say yes to this is this is what God has for us or no. I'm going to go do what I want to do. Well, if and, right and, and we don't allow God to cultivate the relationship. Right. If, if, if we that's the man. We're going to make that our man. We're going to call him 24-7. We're going to be dogging and gritting on the woman that may be looking at him because the Lord said, that's my man. Well, the Lord might say he's not going to marry you three years till three years from now because I still got stuff I got to work in him. Take time to get to know him. For me, spiritually, if he can't take me to a level a little higher than I already am, I don't even roll with him. I guess I'm single. If you can't take me higher, being you're gonna be the head of my household, you know. And I guess I'm like that because I have been in two marriages that because the the anointing that God has in my life intimidates a man that's not rooted in Christ that don't know who he is. Right, Livy. Let me ask you this question: Are are, are you saying, and and I want you know all of you to to answer to it, but are, are you saying that? Women, we're talking about women. Women create the man that they want in their mind, and and if this man is not that fit, that they feel let down. They dismiss it. They dismiss. We, I mean, everybody got their preference to a certain degree. You gotta have good hair. You know. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, back up. <laughs> you, you, uh, uh-uh. I was texting and, and listening, and, and yes, you have a preference. For me, I know what I like. However, I'm not stuck in that preference. Yeah, you can't. You now it's now I. <laughs> I have my preference what I like, but I am open to the fact that God will let me know. And I'm like April. It's something about that man is going to reach you where no other man has reached you before. And I'm not talking about physical. That man is going to be able to minister in areas that other men cannot reach because God knows that with all these liars out here and everything, it's something that has to be different about that man that sets him aside from everybody else because it's going to be something different about you that's going to set you aside from the rest of the women. When Ruth was out there working in the field, she was dirty, towed out for the flow up. She was the lowest position, but she stood out from the crowd. And this goes into the book that I got coming out. Men want a woman that's different. They want what I call a foreign woman, not nobody like everybody else in the crowd. That's how come a lot of church women are still single because everybody got a routine. But when a man of God see a woman on fire for the Lord, secure in who she are, meaning, brother, I'm going to flow with Christ whether you're in my life or not, men like that, that, you know, they know that that woman is spiritually going to be able to take him to a level as well. It's not only the man in part, but it's a it's a we we working together as a team. Meaning that you're gonna realize that when I'm submitting to you, I'm submitting to you because you submit unto God. I'm not submitting unto you because you want to dictate me. But we working this thing together because we are one in Christ. And if a man can't run with the vision that God has for me and take that lead, I don't even mess with it. First of all, if a huh? Yeah, let me let me. You're you're absolutely correct. Let, let me ask Ayana. Uh, I, I want to ask her this question, and, and it's back to what April was saying, and it's back to what Brian and Livy were saying about preference. Now, the enemy knows your weakness, and the enemy knows your preference and what type of man that you want. <laughs> he knows what you like. Now, now, now. Hey. He will. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean. 
he will send, he will trick you, and he will send, he will send someone in your life that looks like the man, your Adam, that smells like the Adam that you want should smell, and he'll have all these different things, but it's something about this man that he will let you know that he's not your Adam. Absolutely. And I wanna, I, yeah, I'm just dealing with that. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Before anybody answers. Oh. I want to answer, Just for the simple fact that the responses that were made while Greg was talking about this, we all know you that dealt with you've it seen him before. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, Ayana, have you, have you ever had to deal with that? And when it happens or when he comes or whatever, it's kind of – it's a strong, I'll say it's a stronghold when when he comes. What would you say, Ayana? Oh, my God. You're going to put me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying because I was, just, I was just dealing with something like that, you know, a man of God who, <laughs> who presented himself to me, you know, had me thinking that he was, you know, my Adam. And, you know, mm, turned out that smell wasn't the kind of smell I was looking for. <laughs> but but the package was right, and everything, you know, everything seemed to be right. But I began to be in prayer. And I I prayed. I was supposed to be married a couple of times mm-hmm. where I've been asked a few times um, to, um, to marry somebody. And I'm the type, I just want to get married once. That's it for me. I'm, I'm, once is enough. When I get married, my husband, we, 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 we in it to the end. That's it. That's it. And so I, I, I'm in prayer. Every, every time I've been asked, I've been in prayer with God. I'm like, well, God, is this the man for me? If not, show me. If he, you know, if it is, show me. And he never fails. Now, sometimes I chose to look the other way, but like, God, you're going to change your mind on this one right here. Because this one I want, <laughs> but you know, and that's what we make. That's what we make the mistake. That's what we make the mistake. To be honest, guys, I don't, I, at this point in my life, I will honestly say, and I can boldly say, I can't be caught out there like that. Yeah. Only because I know what I know that I know, and I know that I've dealt with a dude that came in the exact package and all this and that and the other. And he wasn't him. I knew he, even though he came in the exact package that I wanted, I could not. My spirit wouldn't settle with this joker. So well, right now, God knows, I, I know that God has somebody awesome for me. So, sir, I, I have not even been out on a date this year because my standard is so high because God gave it to me. He has to, whoever God has for me. I'll know he's for me because of the way that he presents himself because he presents himself as a king's son. Exactly. So I can't even get caught up. At this moment, I see brothers. I mean, they, they, they hey, how you doing? You this? Okay, I, I hear all that. I can tell myself I'm beautiful. You're going to have to come deeper. Exactly. Than that. Exactly. So Amen. For me, I was I can't, just telling Greg that. I can't get caught up like that. Well, April, it it April, will take you to really get my attention. Yes, April, let me say this. Um, and, and, and this show is all about giving uh, experience, life experiences, and also offering solutions. Now, I, and I want you guys to tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, and I know I'm not. The Bible says <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, we'll if, if you if you if you listen to him long enough, it says that whatever is in the heart, the mouth will speak. Mm-hmm. So, ladies out there, if you think the package that you have is the right one. Whatever is in that person or whatever is in that man's heart or whatever is in that woman's heart, the mouth's going to speak it, whatever it is, good or bad. You, you know what? It's yeah. like this. I keep telling these women, stop falling all in love all quick. Even on a job, they have a 90-day probationary period. <laughs> Tell them I again. mean, and, I'm, I'm, you know, and, and I look at myself. I can't, honestly, at this point in my life, I can't see myself. People always ask, how is it that you can be celibate? How can, I can't see myself being with nobody but my husband at this point because I don't want – no drama. I don't need no spirits put on. I don't need, just, baby, bring it on to the house. I don't have time for anything else at this moment. I think you have to get to a level where you want to please God and you only want the things of God. All this other foolishness, you realize that it will fail every single 
time. And once you hit that rock bottom too many times and yes. you're in too many different relationships <laughs> and you're constantly yeah. looking at this fool, he talking about he the one. And, then, and for me, I have children. I don't introduce everybody to my children. That's so right. that means you got to become correct. My kids have never seen me date anybody other than being with um, my ex-husband. So I have to, I'm very, once you can understand who you are, who you belong to, and what you carry, you cannot accept foolishness. You won't even compromise on any level. If a joker does not open my door on a regular basis, he is not the one because it's not a part of his character. He's only doing hey. it to get me. So I, have my, I teach my ladies that I mentor, no, your standard has to be high and stay high because that's the, if you're trying to get what God has for you, a king has a high standard for yeah. a princess, for a queen. So that means the king has to step up. I'm not talking about being materialistic, even though, the Joker got to have a steady check because when Eve came on the scene, she didn't well, want to know. Well, he's supposed to take care of But you can't get caught up in, oh, he's so fine. And men, I'll even say this to the male listeners, you can't get caught up in, oh, she's so pretty, she got a big booty. That's not it. It has to go <laughs> deeper than that. And I'm just, I guess you can say I'm at that level. I, I don't want yeah. anything that does not right. belong to me. Right now, I'm not even mm-hmm. dating. You know, you have to protect your heart as a Christian woman. Yes. Especially when you're being, you know, um, when you come, when you get into the dating scene, when you're, when you're in the dating scene, you have to protect your heart as a Christian woman. That's because right. Because there are people, men in the church, praying on women. You P-R-E-Y, know, P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y. Exactly. Yes. I got a book coming out yes. about it. <laughs> praying on women, you know, and because we are emotional creatures, some of some of us do get to a, a state where we're we're vulnerable because yeah. we're emotional, and when we um, don't protect our hearts, we get into a place where we're all in love. I call that desperation. One, I call that desperation. Thing. That's desperation. One thing. Listen, guys, we have about three minutes left. Ayana, we're going to start with you. We need your information, your contact information for speaking engagements. If you have any books coming out, please tell us how we can get in contact with you, and how we can get your products. And uh, we have about three minutes left. Okay. You can reach me at www.elaministries.org. You can always um, text me. Uh, no, no, no. I ain't even going to say that. Girl, I'm going to say Don't do that. <laughs> don't text me. I don't <laughs> like text messages. But you can reach me on MySpace, myspace.com forward slash Ayana Elon. That's it. Okay, Olivia. <laughs> Wait a minute, Elon E L O N, because they may not know how to spell it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, everybody know that my new website is Olivia Stiff S T I T H Ministries dot com, and on my website it has all the information about my books, how to contact me, and um, please go by what the website do. I, I'm a person too. I rarely you know, talk on the phone. I just do the email thing most of the time. Um, I'm on MySpace at um, MySpace slash Lady has Flavor, F-L-A-V-A, and um, you can send me a message there. Yes. Okay, and the busiest woman in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can reach me at AprilMasonMinistries.com. You'll see information there about the book as well as um, Broken But Not Bound, Volume 1 CD is coming out this spring. Some of your favorite artists. It's, it's a kind of an inspirational CD that coincides with the book. And Broken But Not Bound, the movie, we start filming that in June of 2009. So you got to look out for that. It's coming out in the fall. And you can also reach me at myspace.com slash woman of wonders with an S on the end, and join me on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays for Blog Talk Radio, uh, which is April Mason Live. Oh, you, okay. This is always busy. This will be, yes, be gone. I, 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 said this, <laughs> I said this now, ladies, ladies, I said this earlier, queens of ministry. There's mm-hmm. nobody out there doing what you guys are doing. I'm just putting it out there. You guys do it how you want to do it. But I, I can actually see you guys traveling around the world together with your books and your workshops and your workbooks and you're doing all these things and you're just making a change in, in, in people's lives. You're doing that now. You're just doing it now. I just think it's going to go to another level and you're going to just be on a, a bigger scale. Okay, well, Mark, this think, is what we need you to do. We need you to get us somebody to book this. 
Okay. And somebody to finance it, and we all y- y'all ready? I go. Yes, indeed, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. No, I'm not. Yahoo messaged him to death till he get done. Okay, I think Brian right. has some closing. I think Brian has some closing remarks. I just want to say it's been a pleasure for having you all on tonight, and you know, y'all don't even have to send us that much of a royalty when y'all do the Queens of Comedy thing. <laughs> okay. Queens of uh, Ministry thing, whatever. Uh, just want to say thanks again for joining us for the Abundant Solutions Hour. We're always here Monday and Wednesday, 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. The number is 718-508-9600 if you want to call in and chime in with our discussions. Again, we'll be here on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. where we'll have another exciting show. We thank you, good evening, and God bless you all. God bless everyone. Good night. Sound like Tiny Tim. Good night, John. Good night, night, (laughs) Mary. Leaving you silly.